Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, Maddie boy. <laughs> Hello, dear Forrest. How are uh, you, my uh, friend? All the better for hearing you, seeing you. Oh, it's gorgeous, mate. I wish I could smell you. <laughs> That would make I, it even more immersive. Oh, you... Yeah, I've just had a wash, mate, so I smell... So have I. Smell divine, pal. And you... Oh, oh, yeah. We're in a new place, mate. We're in your kitchen. Welcome to my kitchen. Hello. This is my granola's there. <laughs> wow. So but, have, have you moved the table, then? We've got... So Rachel's got this kind of, like, extendable kind of table thing that's by our middle wall. Ooh. And we've we've been using this way more than the actual dining table that is no more than a meter away from the kitchen. Uh, so we're, I think we're going to just use this table from now on, and then we're going to get rid of that corner and make it more of a livable space. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking, I might get some sort of backdrop, guys. Uh. <laughs> oh. Don't mind me, guys, but I'm going to give myself a little backdrop for the podcast. Oh, I see. I see how it is. I'll, I'll get a new microphone. He's got to get a new uh, background. <laughs> yeah, get that. But to be fun, to be honest, mate, it looks. It, now you've got that backdrop. It looks so sharp. Like you look. It looked really popping, mate. That's yeah, gorgeous. man. Yeah, right. Very nice. What a yeah. lovely set of kitchen cupboards there, mate. Thank you. Is, I just realised. Is it quite echoey? Because it's so um, big. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that big, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Living, living in a fucking mansion. That's I me. Just, I can just hear my voice coming back to me. Anyway, it's fine. Doesn't matter, does it? Doesn't matter. It's how gorgeous, it, mate. How has life, Forrest? How's your week been? Oh, week's been all right. It's very busy. Life it is, is very, and it just keeps getting busier. Mm. Uh, even though we're like, oh yeah, we'll be all right in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about because I'm part of this little project that you're doing as well. Oh, yeah, we do. Got a little project at work that Matt's involved in, and that's take number time. It is a hoozy. It's great. Um, yes, here we are. Here we are. Another episode, another week. It's a movie. I'm delighted we're, we're, back. Talking, we're doing a movie. Oh, it was so much easier to watch, I've got to be honest. It really was. And honestly, I've just, so I've, I've, I've just finished watching the last half an hour about an hour ago. I then watched a load of deep dive videos. Uh, yeah, but Forrest, yeah. what are we talking about, mate? What are we doing? Today, mate, we are delving in to Shang-Chi and the legend of the Ten Rings. Okay, I gotta stand up. I gotta stand oh, up. He's gonna stand I gotta up. Do this. Yes. <laughs> I can't do that. Honestly, you I'm... are very loud for ten up ten in the morning. That's why I stood back. That's why I was all the way over there. I had to. Oh my shit! Honestly, how good, right? I watch, this is the second time watching it, and I and I fuck it's so good. It's I'm not joking. I'm not literally. This is genuinely genuine emotion. But heightening this just for the podcast, legit, it's fucking brilliant. It is at, like fucking everything is so finely tuned. There's yeah. one part of it that you could go, yeah, but everything is just solid, solid cast. Solid action, solid yeah. cinematography, solid story. 
interesting story, different variety of scenes within the story, com action scenes. Oh, Oh, there's so much, mate. It, honestly, there's so much to talk about, but the like in rich terms of tapestry. Oh of my god, love. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> those words have never escaped my mouth before. No, they haven't. Uh, I, that really perfect. took me by surprise. <laughs> um, yeah, like honestly, okay. So first thoughts, um, it hits on almost every level in terms of, like you say, storytelling, visual action sequences, character, casting, cinematography, everything it hits. There are, like you do say, there are little bits here and there, but it's not massive. It's very minute kind of like issues for me. But I think on the whole, what I really loved is this is a, a, a tone and a theme and a narrative that the MCU have been missing up until this point. And the introduction of this hero is brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. And what's so fantastic about this in, in particular is the fact that the origin of Shang-Chi is, is so vast and it's so detailed and it's layered. And every character has detail, you know, like context, historical context. There's lots of richness going on in, in, in everybody's story. And it plays out so well, so well. And it for me as well, what I love about it is that if some say for instance you just watched this not knowing it was an mcu mcu movie you'd absolutely watch it and not know that it would be part of this universe like it it quite sufficiently stands on its own which i actually think is a really great thing um you could just watch this and not worry about okay cool so do i need to understand spider-man's history here do i need to understand who the whole no you don't just watch this story Focus on this one story, and this will then eventually, at the end of the movie, in the post-credit sequences, link with the universe. Perfect. Yep. That's a- all we need. Absolutely agree, and and especially coming off of what if, where certain episodes were definitely not that right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah. having having this, which was just yeah, as you say, completely fresh, nothing I needed to know beforehand. Um, and it was just delightful, and, and and many times doesn't even feel like Marvel. No, it feels like a completely separate mar- like martial arts, like in, like different, completely different movie, and and it, and it's gorgeous, and mm. it, and uh, and just everything about it is amazing. And I'm gonna hit you straight with a fact here. Man. Oh, okay. Um, that it has one of the lowest budgets in all of the Marvel films. So it's uh, only paralleled in terms of budget by the likes of the first Iron Man film, which is lower budget, Mm. uh, and Incredible Hulk, which is a lower budget. That kind of cancels out one of my gripes, um, but Uh, it's really small. Um, So one of my smallest gripes, and I'll say it right now, um, was the visual effects in certain Mm. moments. I think one particular moment was was the bus scene. Now the bus sequence is iconic in its own. Oh, mind. We'll, it is. We'll talk about that in a moment. Incredible. Um, but there was a few outside shots, external shots of the bus as it was travelling through San Francisco. It's San Francisco, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it just it was it was so clunky and it was very apparent. It was very unfinished, mm. um, or it looked at least unfinished. And I and now understanding it was the lowest budget. Uh, since Iron Man, like it makes sense, but like again, that's a tiny gripe. And like yeah, yeah. those shots lasted half a second, right? Yeah. And if you're really looking out for it, you'll see those moments. But I think overall, I mean, yeah. Let's. How do we start, mate? Where do we? Where do you want to start? I mean, do you want to talk fight sequences? Do you want to talk about the scenes, the character? Where do you want to go? Let me start with what we always forget because we haven't done enough films recently. Which oh my is god! Yeah, the synopsis, man. Let's start with that. You bet. You better be using those effects. Oh. <laughs> well, hello, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, here we go. So, um, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Marvel Studios. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings stars Simu Lee. No, that's bad. That's a bad start there. <laughs> Simu Lee. And I, spe- I especially looked this up before, or before, beforehand as well. 
Um, right, cool. Let's start again. <laughs> You're so echoey, it's amazing. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings stars Simu Liu as Shang-Chi, who must confront the past he thought he left behind when he's drawn into the web of the mysterious Ten Rings organisation. The film also stars Tony Liam as Wenwu, Aquafina as Shang-Chi's friend Katie, and Michelle Yu as Yang Nan, as well as Fala Shen, Menga Zhang, Florian Mentenu. Right, why has it got all their names in? Is this a synopsis or what? That is, that is not a synopsis. Right, I'm gonna turn that. That is not a synopsis. Oh that is a fucking, like, trap. <laughs> what is that about? <laughs> Honestly, I oh came into this, right, <clears throat> because, and, and I did, right, so I wanted to do as much research about names, pronunciations, because I knew we were going into this. Yeah. You've got to, you know, it, it's only respectful you say the names right if you're going to say them. <laughs> but I did not expect, Matt, to be hit with a synopsis that asked me to say every single fucking name straight away. <laughs> Mate. What, what that, a trickster on Rotten Tomatoes. It that, offers, did that. that offers absolutely no information about like the actual content of the film in no. the synopsis, though. No. I don't even know if it was audible. Dear listen, I'm so sorry. If your headphones on, I'm so sorry. Did you not? <laughs> was it was their effect far too much? Mate, it was like you were in like the Euro Tunnel alone. <laughs> like, um, okay, uh, is <laughs> is something like that better? See, that's so much more manageable. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> it was like, the... well, uh... <laughs> why, why didn't you stop me? I tried. <laughs> <laughs> Because I wasn't, because I wasn't looking at you. I was looking at the thing. That's yes, why I said. Um, but yeah, okay. I'm just. We're just going to skip that. But, that. Uh, but the idea is, what was the, what was the, what was the actual information side of that? <laughs> that was the uh, confront the past he thought he left behind when he's drawn into the web of the mysterious Ten Rings organization. That's it. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and just start and talk about these Ten Rings. You is that okay? It. You talk we about your ring, mate. I'm going to talk about these rings. Um, there's so many. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> now, the what I love about the Ten Rings is yeah. that they are used so brilliantly in terms of like action sequences. Like, it sounds really silly, but like when you look at people's powers in the MCU, you look at how people are using their like Thor's got his hammer. You've got you know, Hulk's got his strength, you got Iron Man's got his tech, and they, and you're always looking for like new features or different features or how they use their armory or weaponry that they've got. Now, these are just 10, what are effective, just bangles that are going on your people's forearms, but they are used in such creative ways to create different things. Now, I know that there's kind of, there are tie-ins and we'll be talking about the tie-ins with this with Miss Marvel as well, but like, the way that it's kind of like um, used as kind of a uh, flight, it's used as weaponry, it's used as whips, it's used in so many different multifaceted ways. I really love the way every time, this is the thing, genuinely, every time I, the Ten Rings were being used in a fight sequence, I was like, oh my God, okay, let's see what else they can do next. Yeah. And with I, like if you watch an Iron Man, you're like, okay, cool, it's just going to go, okay, it's going to fly, it's going to then, you know, shoot some like missiles from his shoulders, whatever. And you know that that's coming and you know that's all he can do. Right. Mm. But with this, it felt like every fight sequence, there was something new that the Ten Rings provided. OK. Yeah. And also the, the richness of the history of the Ten Rings, there's all kind of um, mythology behind it. And, it. and I know the end of the movie is all about understanding what that's about. And I think we still are yet to understand in our mm. current timeline of what are these Ten Rings and how it's going to be sort of linked in with the Avenger movies and stuff. Um, but yeah, like I think the concept of the Ten Rings, and obviously this has come all the way back from Iron Man three, when the first, you know, with with Trevor Slattery, which is great to see him back in this movie as well, which is just a brilliant addition to it, mm. uh, and rounding up his story as well when he was the Mandarin in uh, Iron Man three, um, it was just yeah. I think. What do you think about these Ten Rings? I just think it's a really great piece of weaponry, powerful tool. I w yeah. 
Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. I, I think the um, it, it's quite interesting, isn't it? Because you see so much of them in this film, but you learn so little about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's I think, and that started to say we're gonna <clears throat> evidently um, we're gonna see uh, the next film. I, I imagine it's gonna explore the history of these ten rings uh, and explore you know what is this um, mess uh, message that it's kind of emitting within them. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, yeah, I absolutely loved the the powers they bought. Um, I thought it was really, really. That's where the CGI did really well for me. Is like those yeah. bits where 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 you know, they were flying around everywhere, doing different things. Um, uh, yeah, I, I really. I'm. I think I'm. I'm intrigued to see what what becomes of the Ten Rings. Mm-hmm. I think it, it, for me that wasn't. Which is, you know, ironic, bearing in mind it was part of the film title. But actually, mm. the Ten Rings it, themselves were, you know, kind of the, the bottom of the pile, really, in terms of the things that were explored within this film, I'd argue. Yeah. I think um, one, one of my one of my favourite sequences of how the Ten Rings were used, obviously at the end in particular, when it was the last kind of fight with Shang-Chi and Wenwu. But like when Wenwu um, meets uh, Shang-Chi's mother mm. in the forest... And what I really love is there's this kind of like immediate fight that plays out, but then it becomes this amazing dance-like courtship in a way. Yeah, there's yeah. something, and again, this is the, in terms of the the history of martial arts and the history of kind of like kung fu in movies as well. Mm. It's not only used as a as a as a form of fighting and 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 storytelling between good versus evil, but it's also it's choreographed movement. Yeah, it's it, it is dance-like movement. And you, and what's really powerful is that you can tell narratives through that kind of form as well. You know, with our experience in the arts as well, like we know, you know, we talk about physical theatre all the kind all the time about how physical theatre is used to physically tell narratives and stories. But I, I honestly, I was compelled in that moment. I was watching every single bit of action, every facial expression, and as it kind of like go went through, you could see that there was this likingness to each other. And it became less of a fight, but more of a courtship and a dance. And it was just, and it's intertwined with this wonderful cultural heritage um, that this kind of art form provides. And it is, this is the thing, martial arts is an art form. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It is an art form and it's also a wonderful way of telling storytelling. Um, This um, movie has been said that it was very much um, heavily influenced by Jackie Chan, and I think I think one of Jackie Chan's um, stunt coordinators was also on this movie, um, and uh, a lot of what came through the kind of what Jackie Chan achieved can actually be seen in this movie as a wonderful homage as well. Mm. But like the story of Shang Chi as well uh, has been proven to be influenced by um, Bruce Lee as well. So you've got all of these kind of tie-ins that play in and this is what's so wonderful is that it's a gorgeous homage to all of these wonderful movies and pieces of 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 cinema history that have been made by these iconic people like Jackie Chan and and um uh, uh Bruce Lee and um, but it kind of threads through into all these moments and this is the thing like i really i mean every single fight sequence mate it just oh. it hits so I, I just want to, whilst you were doing that and doing a bit of research, so um, basically the fight choreographers uh, mm. that were in charge of it. So Brad Allen, uh, who was the first non-Asian member of the Jackie Chan stunt team. There you go, that's um, the one I'm talking about, yep. At Brad Allen. Andy Cheng um, was, uh, I think, um, Andy Cheng... Uh, was also a former member um, and and did the fight choreography. And there was uh, also a long-time Hollywood action and stunt choreographer, Peng Zhang Li. So it's three fight choreographers for this film. Um, and, yeah, I just it was just amazing. Mm. And uh, the, the way they must have, you know, allowed them to really focus on what they were doing mm. uh, and have the time, because there's so many scenes that, that required it. So... Um, thought it was brilliant. Absolutely, yeah. some wild fight scenes. Um, you know, like I say, whether it's the but the bus scene, the iconic bus scene, whether it's uh, on the side of the um, building in San Francisco. Which, by the way, you know, when you said San Francisco earlier, it's actually where the sister was. That's not where Shang Chi. Oh right. Okay. Um, I, oh, they're called California, aren't they? Yeah, California. That's it. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, on the side of the building uh, in San Francisco, there was a great scene. Um, and then and then the really kind of martial arts driven scenes. Um, so, yeah, just absolutely insane choreography. And, and that's what I kind of, I don't think, you know, with Shang-Chi, the difference mm. will be is that when they start to put him into Avengers films or they start putting him in films with other superheroes, you're not going to get... You're not going to get that treatment like you would no. in, a, in a standalone Shang Chi, no. Shang Chi film. So. Uh, before, before I move, I did, I, and as well, like in terms of like, these fight sequences, mm. what Jackie Chan achieves so well in his in his movies is that he does a lot of environmental based fighting. So, like, uh, what are the, what's the movies? What's those comedy movies he's done? Um, oh, they've gone in my head. What's the one to do with Owen Wilson? Um, no idea, mate. To be honest, Shanghai Nights. Ah, the Shanghai Nights. That <laughs> wow, that came, that projected out of your. It is that fell uh, out of my face. Yeah, Shanghai. 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 Yeah, Shanghai. Um, now, it, it, a lot of his movies are always based on kind of like where you are in that moment. So, um, using the the kind of the environmental kind of space that you're in for the fight sequences. So for instance, the reason why I love the bus sequence so well mm. is that you can see that he's kind of like propelling through and around the poles. He's using the um, kind of expandable material that you've got in between the both kind of carriages of the bus and kind of pushing himself and bouncing himself around. He's using all types of different things that he's in the environment in to help him move his fight forward. He does it as well. And again, this is equally amazing moment. The scaffolding fight scene. Yeah, yeah. Holy crap. Who the hell thought of that? That is amazing. It's absolutely, yeah, it was absolutely stunning. And it, and and also, ding, what I also like about this film is none of them seem to go on for too long. Mm. They are just perfect yeah. like that. That scaffolding one, not long at all, really. It's no. like a snapshot. About, you know, 30 seconds, no longer than a minute for sure um, of, of, of that action. And, it, and, it's, and it's done, but it's so good. Amazing! It is so good, and what and, I, and again, it's the same that environmental kind of thing. The fact that they were using the bamboo, swinging around the bamboo, bits of the bamboo breaking off, hitting other people with it, going in, going round. It's get, it's just brilliant movement sequences. I can't honestly, I can't. If you haven't seen it, dear listener, if you're watching, listening to this, and you haven't seen it yet, go and watch it. Okay, there's only so many movies that we and, and TV shows that we do go. Actually, no, you definitely need to go and see it. What if you could probably miss it, maybe? But like this, definitely go and see it. I mean, if you haven't seen it and you have, let us know what you think about the the fight sequences in particular, because that's the thing. I don't know if it's just me, and you know, the fact that we kind of maybe we have a different eye to it in terms of like choreographed movement. Yeah, but like. I think it just holds so well visually. And like you say, when he comes into the Avengers, when Shang-Chi comes into the Avengers, he has got such a unique fighting style mm. that it's going to bring so many different and new elements to these big fight sequences, Endgame-esque fight sequences, that what is Shang-Chi going to now put in? You know, yeah. I'm I honestly just so yeah, yeah. happy about this. It's such a Shang- great addition. What what I am really surprised about, and you know, I was going to bring this up later, but you've kind of alluded to it, is Shang Chi not being in anything so far, yeah, like anything else. Yeah. They've not they've not actually announced um, when no. the second film is going to be. That's crazy, um, and it, which is mad, and, and and yet we've heard far more about an Eternal sequel than we have about Shang Chi, and I'm like, oh, well, no. what the fuck is? But it's it, I find it very bizarre that we haven't had any. It was such an enjoyed movie, and and to be honest, maybe it's a good sign because maybe because it was so loved, they don't want to fuck up bringing him back. Um, mm. So actually, they're really thinking about it. But yeah, in a I'm moment, shocked. In a moment, let's have a look at the tomatometer and see what the um, rating is because we haven't done that in a while. But like, I think growing on that point, I feel exactly the same. Mm. I'm a bit concerned that there's no real announcements made about Shang Chi going further now that i think there's there are there are confirmations that he will appear again nice. um however in terms of like further news on the second one i just kind of think by this time i mean this movie came out what about two years ago now yeah, yeah. It came out yeah 2021 
2021. So, you know, hopefully by now we would have at least heard developments or at least in production for a Shang-Chi 2, mm. um, which we haven't got. Now, I'm only, I, I trust K-Dog to the ends of the earth. Yeah, yeah. But this does worry me a little bit. And I think it does deserve a little bit more dedication and time into yeah. investment with this character. This is a great character. And these are, I think Shang-Chi has the, the ability to become one of the heads of the Avengers, to become one of the figureheads of the MCU. I know right now we're riding on Spider-Man. Tom Holland's the top dog right now. Even Doctor Strange, you can argue, is up there as well. But however, I think they could have, and I think they probably should have, over these last two years, spent some more time investing in Shang-Chi so we can meet that. Now, funny you should mention mention Spider-Man. Mm. I have a feeling um, it could all be part of Spider-Man 4. Now, I right. say this because um, for two reasons. One, yeah. uh, there is a very well-known comic, uh, set of comics where Shang-Chi, uh, Shang-Chi and Spider-Man um, Spider-Man loses his spider senses yeah. um, and Shang-Chi um, develops, He they kind of create like a, a version of their martial arts or a version of his martial arts um, and Spider-Man kind of adopts that. Right. Uh, and it's um, and Spider-Man and Shang-Chi, there's quite a lot, a, lot of, a lot of comics where they kind of work together, whether it's at Avengers or separately. Um, so, and I wonder whether... Bearing in mind the mantle's kind of gone down to gone to Spider Man from Iron Man, um, that actually we might see a Shang Chi Spider Man mix up, um, yeah. or uh, also it's kind of, if we if you think back to the last Spider Man film which, which we haven't covered on the podcast yet, um, No Way Home is it? Yeah, the new, the new yeah. one. Uh, yeah. So when we get to that, obviously we get quite a lot of these kind of portholes don't we um what are they called the I, all links to wong and all say, that i stuff. say wong holes wong holes <laughs> yeah, but that's where yeah, but that's where we know it from right the wong yeah. the wong hole or cat you know uh strange wong wong strange hole strange hole wong hole <laughs> wong all of those absolutely of make that joke he said come on come into my wong hole come into my wong hole um, and then, obviously, with the links with Wong within this film, I, ju- I, I just wonder whether we might, Spider-Man 4 might breach that, whether we might, that yeah. might be where, where Shang-Chi next, next appears yep. um, before his own film again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might be wrong, but I've, I've, I've just got a, I've got a feeling those two will be, um, will be will collide at some point. Also, the other thing is that we obviously at the end of the film we get, like I say, this message emits from uh, the Ten Rings, um, yeah. and that's kind of going to set us up for for a sequel. Uh, I wonder whether the d- d- delay in announcing any more information. Could it could it be because of how what that's going to link to? Maybe maybe they've had to go back to the drawing board because of other changes with uh, with other Marvel projects. Maybe maybe, maybe there's like you know that yeah because I could basically what I'm getting at is I can't imagine that the sequel will be standalone. Shang-Chi. No, it's, so it's definitely it's, threaded in now, isn't it? It's got to thread in somehow. Yeah. So is it that? It was going to thread in somehow with Kang. That's going to get us to the dinner Kang dynasty. But because the whole thing's going on there, they're not sure. I mean, I'm just really intrigued What, yeah, whether those conversations are being had. I've got a theory, okay, me about up. these Ten Rings. I have a feeling, because of the mystic and kind of like elusiveness of the history of these Ten Rings, and obviously in the post credit sequence we had... Uh, Bruce Banner, we had uh, Captain Marvel um, and Wu trying to understand what it is. They said it's not Shatari, it's not um, uh, vibranium. Vibranium. Uh, it's and it's it predates thousands of years. Okay, so they've been told the history of this is it predates some you know about a thousand years ago. And like Bruce said, <laughs> it's definitely much earlier than that. It's definitely coming from somewhere else. And um, I've got a feeling Ooh. these ten rings are either going to be instrumental in the defeat for Kang or they will be 
the instruments that will be used to defeat Kang. I feel like the elusiveness of these 10 rings will become a real kind of main component to whatever and whatever the culmination is of the Kang dynasty. I completely agree. Uh, I think it's going to be pivotal to, to Kang. Yeah. Because if you look, if you... So they're talking about many years ago, which brings time into it. Yeah. So, and the beginning of time, potentially, you know, I, you know, is that what we're looking at? And obviously Kang, Timekeepers, yeah. TBA, you, you, you're starting to see, if you look at those connections... That actually, that could be, you know, yeah, I think you're correct. I, th- I think you're completely right, Matt. That what, that will be what will kill Kang in a way. Yeah. Like, what if that that you know, at the end credit sequence, it said it's sending a beacon, mm. it's sending a signal. Do you think? I mean, I don't know if th- we now know what that signal is, but is that signal maybe the um, the signal to the outer universes that the multiverse has been opened? Possibly. Is that the signal that? Oh, oh shit! The multiverse has expanded. Like we've gone into, you know, all these different time variants and stuff. Could it be a signal from the Watcher? Could it be a signal from the Watcher? Connects us to what if? Because Ooh. this is straight after what if. We're yeah. aware of the we're aware of the Watcher and the Guardians of the Multiverse. Could it be? His signal to. I like that. Well, you've got these. You've got all these things that are so potentially connected. You could also say that this is a signal to the Celestials, Mm. or from the Celestials, or it's from a Elder Gods. We've got all these Elder Gods that are playing into. You know, we saw Gorath in um, Multiverse of Madness. We've got all these different Celestials now coming into the Eternals. You know, you've you, there is something bigger going on, which still is yet to be explained. I really hope not. I, I know. Out of the know. two theories we've got, if it's celestials, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm all right. Um, but but I tell you what, we can rule out, uh, even though it breaks my heart, is uh, anything Obadiah or Thanos related. All right. Are you I'm, are you finally I'm, letting go of that? I'm not prepared to bring in a theory about Thanos or Obadiah. Um, but or, or should I say Thanos Obadiah because they're the same person? But I'm not. Whatever, I'm not prepared to bring. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I, I, I think yeah, I I think it will be connected to Kang, but because of everything that's going on, um, with that actor and with the future, I'm, I I think K Dog and and Co are having to rethink slightly, maybe. I might yeah. be completely wrong, but I've got, I've just got to. I think because it's going to be so pivotal to the Kang dynasty, which, as uh, I don't think we've been able to announce this because it didn't. Yeah, it got announced a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the Avengers films have been delayed. Yes, yeah. I mean, we'll um, talk about this in our in our monthly roundup episode, which will be next week. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, but but connected to this, obviously, if that's if they're delayed, then actually that might be. A reason why Shang Chi, no more information has come out. So. Yeah, that's true. That's actually a really, really good point. Um, so. Yeah, yeah. We'll let, I think we should absolutely deep dive into that next week, dear listener. Yeah. So let's let's Stay wait for, for that. More. Stay tuned for that. Um, can we talk about our favourite supporting artists? I was just about to say, let's talk about the actors. Let's, ah, this is just rich. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start. In terms of like, um, uh, we haven't done this in absolute ages, so I think we need to bring this back. Because it's a movie, um, it's talking about our secondary characters, right? Oh, favourite. People, people in the background, people that don't, you know, pally too much into the narrative, but provide so much more mm. to the whole aesthetic. Um, I've got to give a massive shout out to Zach Cherry, who plays Clev in The Bus who's doing the stream during the bus phase. Oh, my God. He's amazing. <laughs> that is so such funny. a good part. And he plays it so convincingly. It and it's so just good. so well done. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he kind of like, he holds the camera and he goes, hi, guys, I'm st- going to be streaming this fighting for you today. I've got a little bit of experience in martial arts. So I'll be grading <laughs> this as we go along. I'm like, you absolute <laughs> legend. <laughs> I, so funny. He, I, I want Clev to turn up in other films. Yes, what? You I, say that. 
Oh. He has turned up in another Shut film. the front door, Matt. Where, mate? Where is he turned so, up? Um, if you watched, dear listener, um, Spider-Man Homecoming, okay, Clev is actually the hot dog cart guy who calls out to Spider-Man to go, Hey, Spider-Man, if you're Spider-Man, why don't you do a Spidey flip? And he does a Spidey flip. And he's like, yay! That is Clev, everybody. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is and, and he... He's also a comedian, and apparently he went on Stephen Colbert um, during the time after Homecoming and actually put in a petition for his character in Spider-Man Homecoming to be an actual legit Marvel superhero character, like the hot, hot dog cart man or something. Oh, my God. So I think him coming into Shang-Chi was his payoff. That is absolutely... <laughs> I love it. He he's saying this, and uh, so I just loaded like an information page about about him, right? Oh, really? And it says, in his youth, Clev took martial arts classes. Later, when he became an adult, he attempted to drive a bus multiple times, and each time <laughs> resulted in him getting yelled at. <laughs> I fucking love that he's got a dedicated page. He's got a dedicated page. That is absolutely... In 2024, Cleb was on the number one California bus in San Francisco. <laughs> absolutely genius. Um, but yeah, I, I want Cleb to basically take up the, um, the mantle that um, poor Stan Lee can no longer do, which was oh. ca- cameo in every film. Let's get oh, Cleb. We do need that. Cleb in every film, yeah. regardless of what film it is, can be as dark as you like, and let's get, let's get a little bit of Cleb happiness in there. Oh, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, yeah, what, who else did you like in the film? Um, in terms of uh, main characters, I thought the dynamic between uh, Shang-Chi and uh, Katie, who's mm. played by Aquafina, um, is absolutely brilliant. Katie is so funny, so good, and so charming as well. And, and again, the relationship dynamic, mm. you know... I mean, they, they don't go straight into the, oh, are they attracted to each other or not? Are they are they together? Are they not? It's not it's not even a plot point. It's no. not even a it's a it's an it's a legit friendship. And if it becomes that fine, whatever, let it blossom. It's yeah. not a main thread in a narrative, which I I really love this trend happening in movies now where it's not all about, you know, this kind of platonic kind of like not platonic, but like this kind of um you know, will they, won't they? Are they attracted to each other? No, I don't know. Is this going to drive our plot point? Are we going to get to a point in the climax of the movie where I'm going to have to try and save you or kill this dragon? And like, no, it's not. It's yeah, yeah. not about that. It's just them being brilliant and being hilarious and being proper mates. And it plays off brilliantly. And I absolutely love, and I, honestly, I legit cheered when it was Katie's moment with the bow and arrow. Yes! And she just drives it through that dragon. Straight through the dragon. Yeah, oh. I... I 100% agree. It's one of my notes. Absolutely love their relationship. I love the fact that it is almost like Marvel righted the wrong of Loki. Sylvie and Loki. Yes, mate. This is exactly how Sylvie and Loki should have been. It shouldn't have gone straight into some weird love thing that was absolutely fucking barbaric. Um, You know, um, let's just have, yeah, two, two, uh, you know, 
Yeah. That is such a good yeah. poll. Dear listener, okay, um, would you? which one do you prefer? Do you prefer the uh, relationship dynamic between Katie and Shang-Chi or do you prefer the relationship dynamic between uh, Loki and... Sylvie. Sylvie. I nearly said Siri. I nearly said Siri. Siri. As my brain was like, Siri? Not Sylvie. <laughs> Sylvie, yeah. Um, yes, the, yeah, absolutely. I I love it. I think it's great. I love the karaoke scenes. I love the fact Wong gets involved in the karaoke at the end. Yeah. It's, it's just so, it's so good. Uh, and and both, both you know, big shout out to both of the, the actors. They're, they're yeah. Absolutely incredible. Like, yeah. Simu Liu is just oh my god! I watch so him and and he portrays the emotion of uh, his uh, the mother and emotion of what's happened there and his sister mm-hmm. incredibly well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this actually let's bring up um, uh, the sister. So Zayling, Zayling, yep, Zayling. Um, now Zayling, I I have a little. This is one of my small little gripes. I think right. And it's about the the story, right? Mm-hmm. So, Shang Li has seen uh, his mother die in front of him, right? And he yep. didn't protect. Uh, um, you know, he was a child himself, so he could. You know, he was, he did what he he would do, which is watch from afar, and you're not getting involved in that, right? Now, what I don't understand is that after that, Shang Shi then leaves. His father's compound moves away, but do- and doesn't communicate with Zayling at all during that time. Yeah, and, yeah. And what I'm, what I, what confuses me about that is, is you've you've watched your mum die, right, to the hands of an incredible amount of men, right? It was yeah, ma- yeah. like a lot of men killed his mum, right? Mm-hmm. So the fact that he leaves his sister with a man he knows is very dangerous mm. it just it just slightly icks me that I, I, just, I don't believe that as a story element that's a really really good point I, cause, I didn't see I didn't I didn't notice that but now you're now you mention it yeah you're not why would <laughs> yeah. you leave you know yeah. you're not you're not going to do that that's are a weird you choice. Yeah. his younger sister he would absolutely have taken her with him yeah 100% so and that's yeah. I, well, I, I think there's I love, yeah. There is this kind of like under undertone, which I think is paid off really nicely with her character at the end when she takes over the compound. Mm. Is where there's this like she's a female. She's not there to fight. She's there just to sort of sit there, and nod at me, and just do what I say. And son, you've got to go and train now. You've got to go and train. You've got to go do this. Yeah, you're gonna be a fighter, and he gets absolutely horrendously hounded to become this fight killing killing machine goes off you know you know on his first thing when he's 14 but maybe as a teenager from his perspective he didn't know what else to do he knew that this was he, this he didn't need to he didn't want to be in this space he had to go but he didn't know what else to do in that moment maybe um maybe it was i think it might have been really nice to see that moment yeah of that that choice when he when he decided to leave and not and, and see and not you know not bring his sister with him maybe i don't know but like that I think at the end, the payoff is the fact like, look, hey, screw it. We're going to get rid of all these men. We're going to bring in our girls, okay? We're going to bring the fighting girls, all right? They're going to be, you know, uh, fighting along uh, alongside the men. And I think there's that there's that undertone, I think, that's paid off. Yeah. At the end of the movie. There is, a, I think there's a, there's a, historically as well, if you're thinking about the culture as well, that kind of gender shift as well in terms of the, what your roles are as a male and female, um, you know, in, in the Eastern kind of cultures, culture is very different. So it's about, I think they played that off really nicely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, without, yeah, without it being a, a narrative point. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I ab- absolutely agree. I, I, I think, yeah, I, I would like to, there must be stuff where the create, you know, the creative team behind the film elaborate why, you know, what, what, what do they think that choice was? Why, why yeah. would, Sha- why would Sean Shi leave his sister? Yeah, when he's just been through that. So yeah, I'll be intrigued. That's that's yeah, K Dog or any one of the team, if you're listening, let us know. Get in touch, K Dog. Um, do you have a favourite moment in the movie, Muddy Forest? My favourite. Um, I 
have a favourite movie in the mo in the movie. Yes. Great. I am. I'm just gonna just do some roll on deodorant while we uh, while you tell me your favourite bit. Fantastic. <laughs> Lovely. That's, that's that is new. <laughs> Look, we're all comfortable uh, with each other, dear listener. We all know each other. We're all friends here. It's nothing but love. Look, I'm just I just need to get myself ready before I go out in a moment. Yeah. All right. There we go. Look. There we go. Go on, Forrest. Uh, favorite moment. I I would have to go for uh, either the bus, the bus scene. Absolutely loving the bus scene. Um, I think there's just you know, there's comedy in it. There's action in it. Uh, you know, you you explore more about the characters. See more about Katie in that. Um, yeah, it's bus scene. Um, or it would uh, no. Oh no, I'm going to say bus scene. Let's be definitive. Bus scene. What about you? <laughs> um, oh gosh, it's really difficult. There are uh, my top. I got top moments. Bus scene is definitely it. Uh, the end sequence as well. I think the moment when when Wu kind of really f- bangs on the um uh, on what it, what is effectively the scales of that dragon that comes through, um, and it's just that heightened moment. I think in terms of the impending kind of doom that's coming ahead, uh, I really love that moment. Um, the color palette as well in that final sequence is great. The one bit I really did enjoy, and it's just a really it's not a massive moment, but it, it is the moment where they go to um, that fight pit. Um, uh, to meet to go to sort of like the all the kind of uh, like with the abomination and, and abomination Wong. and Wong in there. What was really great is um, there's one little Easter egg that I noticed. Uh, you got all these kind of like different cubicles where people are just like fighting each other and people are betting on them and stuff. There's one you go past where you see somebody that looks like they've got the powers of what extremists um, uh, sort of uh, worked on in Iron Man three with the yeah. reds and gold kind of like uh, stuff running through their bodies. And they're okay. fighting, they're fighting an actual widow from Black Widow that escaped from the from the movie. Oh. Which is, which is played by Jade Wu, who is okay. credited as a widow. Wow. Yeah. And then, yeah, the, the, the bit with Abomination, when Emil comes back, it's just a really great moment. I do remember watching it the, watching it the first time and there was... Um, already spoilers that uh the abomination comes back from this moment i do remember it kind of got very much got spoiled before it came out but like i was just really happy to see it and what's really great as well is now we've seen she hulk but we're gonna obviously we've seen it ourselves but when we review it when Wu opens up the portal again, you can see his yes. prison in the background. Yes, and it was so good yeah. that they used the same. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The same compound. I absolutely yeah. spotted that. Um, and and um, because one thing I I saw online in and I don't think they do in She Hulk, do they? Is explore Wong and uh, the Abomination. Why? No, how no. are they connected? I know it's kind of almost it's like how dare you Wong go and yeah. be mates mm. with effectively Hulk's like ne- nemesis yeah yeah so like, what's that about well and that's the thing there is uh stuff online that, that is asking exactly that do you know what's what a real shame what's their little buddy up I really don't think that was explained in She-Hulk where it really should have been I don't think so Wong's, in, Wong's in it yeah. many times isn't he um but I don't think, yeah, I do not think it's explained quite. But this is why we need to go back and watch it. We'll figure, oh, yeah. figure it out. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll have to see. Um, yes. Um, ben Kingsley. Let's oh. talk about, uh, very so briefly glad. about the, man, uh, the um, not the Mandalorian. That is completely <laughs> not. Completely the, different. The Mandarin. Um, so we, so I think we both of the view in Iron Man 3, we weren't very much a fan of that twist. I think he when when he was playing it seriously with commitment, mm. and this is what I was um, fooled on when it first came out. Was that I was like, oh my god, Ben Kingsley is an amazing actor. In order for him to play an MCU villain, he's got to be really maniacal, threatening, commanding, and he does that in spades through his classical training. Um, but like, it obviously doesn't hit the way it's meant to be. And he's obviously not the main villain in that story. Um, and it is a bit of a shame. But also, I think it's probably a good call that he didn't play the Mandarin because obviously it's just not the right casting as well. Um, 
But I think the payoff of him coming back here was great. I'm really surprised he actually said yes to this, personally. So, an- another... Re- funny you should say it. It's like you're reading my brain. Oh, so... Uh, a little bit, a little bit of a fact, uh, a fact for you, right? Okay. Um, so Cresson, uh, who was uh, the director um, for this, um, let me just find his full name, Cresson. Why has it just got the name Cresson? That's how irritating. Uh, director, director, please give me the director, director, director. Okay, Destin Cretton, Destin Daniel Cretton. Um, so little fact, massive fan of Ben Kingsley, anyway. Right, uh, and in order to um, say, so he rang uh, Ben up and he said, "Look, would you be interested uh, in in joining a film? Uh, mm-hmm. In joining a film, coming back as uh, Mandarin slash uh, slattery?" Um, and basically, on the other side of the phone, Ben was method acting as <laughs> as the as the character right what so he a legend. so he was he replied so he was like uh, he brought him over pretended he was bringing the guy over and go oh they've asked if you want to be in this film and he would be the actor finding out that they want him part of the film <laughs> and that is that is how ben kingsley got the role that that's how be- he found out he got the role that must be so confusing. Yes, no, I'll absolutely do it. No, I, I, are you going to do it? No, yeah. Ben, seriously, he yeah. offered you the role. You could, no, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Trevor's up. <laughs> Trevor's up for it. What? Trevor's yeah, up yeah, for we're, it. We're, we're game for this. <laughs> that is so, amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and, and literally, yeah, um, the director's a massive Ben Kingsley fan. So he yeah. knew straight from the off that's what he wanted in this film. I think he, and I, and I will say this with, you know, about Kingsley, Ben Kingsley is that he really is uh, a true like icon in terms of being a, in terms of being on a stage actor and a screen actor. He has played some of the most iconic roles, but also been able to achieve certain things in, in his career that many people couldn't reach the heights to. Um, I I honestly I have so much tremendous respect for him. And you can tell just by that story as well, mate. He must be an absolutely brilliant sport. And what a good sport he was as well to be in this movie. There was no, there was, you know, he wasn't taking too much screen time. He was literally there for the comedic effect. He was literally there for the payoff for his story. And it worked so well. It wasn't overused. It wasn't underused. It was the perfect amount. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely, and and he, um, yeah, and they 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 work with him um, to train him. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, a lot um a lot of people wonder whether he might appear in a sequel and whether he'll be like they'll actually. I hope so. He'll go from being a weak, uh, you know, a weak, shy character to being quite a strong, absolutely like, aid to Shang Shang Chi. So. I want to see him ride a dragon. Be amazing. Like, wouldn't that be? <laughs> That would be so cool. I've got to say that this movie, I feel, I, I feel, I feel like we're naturally wrapping. Yes. We've come to an end. Um, good. Because <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was just about to go, I'm about to tell you what I think about it overall. Yeah. I'll give you my Chris packets. Scott, um, um, shall I quick, quickly do tomato score? Oh, of course. Oh, Let's God. So, yes. So, and this is amazing. To be fair, because I've yeah. just been like, well, so the tomato meter, the official one, is ninety-one yep. percent. Very oh. high, very well yeah. disturbed. Yeah, so, de- so deserved. Audience score, yeah, ninety-eight <laughs> percent. That is high. That's mad, know. and it well deserved, mate. Incredibly well deserved. Over ten thousand ratings, and that's ninety-eight percent. See, with that in its own right, it's like, why the hell are there no massive announcements on yeah. Shang-Chi? That is crazy. Yeah. Uh, but, but, like I say, so Matt, deserved. I think they are really, really being careful about the yeah. quality of any future yeah. Shang-Chi. That's fair play. They know, you know, this is uh, incredible IP then, and they've got to be careful with that. Wow. That's amazing. Um, mate, yeah, this movie was an absolute joy to watch. Like, I literally, I got two thirds into the movie and I sat here going, oh my God, the amount of MCU content we have both watched over the last two years. And I'm sat here going, I am loving this. 
I'm loving this journey that you and I are on. I'm loving the journey that I'm watching right now in Shang-Chi. Like, I can't wait to see what comes next with Shang-Chi. The movie was an absolute hit. I will happily, again, this is the thing. Like, if somebody went to me, oh, do you want to watch Shang-Chi? I'd be like, yeah, I absolutely do. I would watch that any given moment, any time of the day. It is a proper good shout. Um, yeah, mate, in terms of my Chris packet, I'm going to I'm gonna say, oh, gosh. I know, I'm going to say, this is the new pink bag of Watsits. What? Have you seen them? No. Mate, they're like prawn cocktail, though. They're really good. Oh. They don't like they're like proper filled to the brim. They're giant ones as well. Prawn they're... cocktail Watsits? Yeah, they're massive. That's and there's cool. loads of them in there as well. Oh. It's like filled to the brim, filled to the absolute brim. It's got to be, I'm going to say 10 out of 10. I don't think I've given a movie a 10 out of 10 yet. Oh, yeah. This, oh, I completely agree, though. Absolute 10 out of 10. This is, what is those, um, what's the bag of crisp where it's like the different shapes and you get like the little wheel and then they're like, like little vehicle bits in a <laughs> They're like, what? <laughs> They're, ne- they're usually sat next to the like the, the um, alien uh, ones. Oh, like Space Invaders. Like Monster Munch. Kind of, yeah, but they're the shapes, my one. Mate, you, what are you chatting about? You know what I'm on about, man. Come on, mate. The, uh, right. Um, the bit. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, um, crisp shapes. Uh, Space crisp Invaders. Um, vehicle bits. Um, oh, Transformer Snack. Transformer Snack. Nope. I've, oh never, my... I've never eaten them. <gasps> Matt, look up a Transformer Snack, right? Okay. So, uh, anyway, long story short, Transformer <laughs> Snacks, because this for me, yeah, absolute 10 out of 10, and for me, can only be paralleled by the likes of Guardians of the Galaxy. So, a Transformer Snack is because it is just like parts of the best pieces of Marvel. What I wanted you to say is that it was, it transformed the MCU. It does. It it does. It has transformed. And, and I, and you know, and, and I think given that there are many projects in Marvel that are not doing very well, to say the least. Yeah. That, and hopefully they will see, you know, look at guardians, look at Shang-Chi, Let's look at why, you know, why why are these so successful for Marvel and let's fucking utilise that. And, and, and also, you know, I, dare I say it, controversially, Guardians and Shang-Chi, what they do have uh, together on the most part is that they're standalone. Mm-hmm. Guardians, you mm-hmm. can, Guardians became, you know, has been looped in in the same way Shang-Chi will be. Yeah. But when it started, it was very much its own thing. Yeah. And I think, you know, and and actually, you know, I know MCU is all about connection and, and it can be. And Guardians works when it is connected with others. But actually, having such a strong, like, solo presence has made them incredible. In my, my it opinion. is. I, I cannot wait to see what comes next. And honestly, this has been nothing but a short of a joy, my friend. It has. It's the podcast, the film, seeing your face. Oh, just all of it. It's been an absolute, <laughs> absolute joy. I then then next week we're gonna do a monthly roundup. We blew we blew and there's loads to talk about. Again, we've got to talk about these uh, delays in the MCU projects. There's all kinds of things that's coming out. There's uh, there's another allegation that's been coming out in terms of sexual assault with um, Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors, but no, also, um, oh god, who was the bad guy in Wakanda Forever? Oh really? Yeah. Um, oh, ne- uh, what Neymar? Ne- uh, Neymar. Neymar. Ne- Neymar. Yeah, yeah. There's been reports oh. over Neymar as well. Uh, so we'll talk. We'll, we'll have to talk about that deep dive and get some more information on that. Um, but yeah, lots to talk about. Dear listener, thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for listening. As per freaking usual, we appreciate the out of you. Um, if you've got any questions, any thoughts on the podcast, anything that you want to share, please do give us an email at don'tbehereapodcast at gmail.com. Give us a good follow on the old Instagram. We're nearly at 1,400 followers, which is insane. So excited. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah. All right. That's where we're at. See you on the flippity flip.
Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Don't Be A Hero Podcast. If you have any comments, feedback or any thoughts, email us at don'tbeaheropodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and other streaming platforms for future content. And to keep up to date on all things Don't Be A Hero, follow us on our Instagram or our TikTok at Don't Be A Hero Podcast. We'll see you there.